Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Recall the Midwife. We are three super fans and each week we watch an episode and chat about it. This week we are watching and discussing Series 5, Episode 7. I'm Becky. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. A reminder that this week's episode deals with postnatal illness and contraceptive issues. So if those are ones you prefer to skip this time, we understand and hope you join us for the next one. In this week's episode, we meet two expectant mothers, Gina Maitland and Marguerite Blacker. Gina lives in a new tower block of apartments with all the modern amenities. She and her husband, Leslie, are expecting their first child together. Marguerite and her family are Bargies, a member of the gypsy community that is housed in barges on the river. Barbara and Phyllis care for Gina when she goes into labor. After giving birth, Gina reveals that Leslie and she got married after only three months of dating when they found out that Gina was pregnant. Gina has grown excited and invested in her new life during her pregnancy, but she fears Leslie wishes he was still single. Marguerite, meanwhile, is cared for by Sister Winifred and Patsy after she collapses on her barge one morning. She is late in her pregnancy and tests reveal she is anemic and has low blood pressure. Patsy and Sister Winifred encourage Marguerite to check into the maternity home and have the children stay close by and attend school in the meantime. Marguerite's health improves under care, but after seeing her children cleaned up and restyled, she takes offense and the whole family goes back to the barge. Dr. Turner has a new drug and he is excited to promote, the contraceptive pill. Sister Julianne is hesitant due to moral obligations stemming from her religious belief, but asks Dr. Turner and Sheila to do a talk at Nanata's house to learn about the drug. It raises some questions and opinions in everyone, with no real resolution. Later on, a storm hits London with gale force winds at level 9. This coincides with everyone getting called out for various reasons. Trixie helps deliver two babies at the maternity home while Dr. Turner is assisting in delivering a third. Tim is hand cranking a string of lights as the electricity has gone out as well. Nurse Crane is called to the tower blocks when Gina falls ill and after care and a trip to the hospital is determined she had a rare form of postnatal preeclampsia. The scare makes Leslie realize his true feelings and commitment to his new family. Patsy is also drawn out in the storm when Lou, Marguerite's daughter, comes to get her as Marguerite has gone into labor. The two women reunite for Marguerite's birth and reconcile. Last, Patsy and Delia find a new way to be together. Barbara and Tom grow even closer to hilarious and a favorite returns to Nanata's house. Sister Evangelina is back. Yay! <laughs> I just said, I really love a storm episode. Like, if I, I was know. a writer of TV shows, I'd just make a storm episode constantly. People would be like, can we stop having storm episodes constantly on the show? I love a storm. This just makes something so exciting about a storm episode. Oh, the drama also, it's quite cozy to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it really was. Also, yeah. Delia and Patsy waking up together. You guys, this was the most, I mean, this is too strong of a word because no one did anything, but like sex heavy episode in the, <laughs> like in the whole series. Barbara and Tom are going at it. Nurse Crane is talking about a weekend, like with a, with a sergeant oh, in World War One, like, that. I mean, everyone is like, like boffing everyone all over the town. And it's, I mean, again, it's like very tame. No one's seeing anything. It's all kind of in reference and intimation. But like, I mean, also the contraceptive pill, the whole thing is about premarital sex. I mean, this was a very big sex episode. And I just, well, I've got a question that's more on the practicality. You know, Meg, I'm constantly concerned about the rooms. So why did the girls have to share if there was a room for Delia? Because why was Nurse Crane and Barbara sharing a room if there was another room for Delia to go in? Because there's another room for Sister Mary Cynthia to go in as well. There is no reason why they had to share. And it's annoying just saying. (laughs) Also, how ideal ideal would it have been if Delia and Patsy were just sharing? Yeah, but then that's a bit mean on Trixie, isn't it? 
she was already sharing with her. Well, yeah, but I would think Trixie would be happy to have a room to herself. Well, yeah, but probably not now. Now she's not drinking. When she was drinking, yeah, but she'd be loving it. But now she's not. She probably mm. needs that. She'd be a bit lonely because Patsy's not in there, I thought. Yeah. Also, I will say, like, Patsy's really running a risk by spending the night in Delia's room because the thing is like they're all up and down all night because of their jobs and stuff I just would be I just would be anxious that I would get caught and like in this episode like Patsy right at the beginning of the episode wakes up in Delia's bed like gets up and leaves like she sneaks back to her room with Trixie but like then just as she's going into her door like Barbara opens her door to come out and like presumably like go to the bathroom or something like that she can get caught so easily it's a wave to Tom yeah I know another like hot and heavy romance that's like really (laughs) heating up this time (laughs) can't be a very restful night's sleep. I don't think that's the purpose of them being in there. No. <laughs> well, if you notice, Patsy was uh, was yawning right at the start because obviously she's had she had a heavy night, you know, reading stories <laughs> with Delia. Um, shall we do Mrs. Blacker, Daisy, Marguerite Blacker first? Sure. No, I thought her name was Daisy. It's Marguerite's a real name. Daisy's her name she uses. Oh, right. I did. I did hear Patsy saying like all the kids' names and they were all these like really cutie poo names and stuff like that, but I didn't catch the Daisy for Marguerite. I mean, Marguerite enough was that's, well, that's kind of a name in and of itself. Did you or did you hear her talking about the barge names? Because I thought she was saying the kids' names, but she wasn't. She was just naming the barges. Oh. Oh no, yeah. I didn't. I did not put that together. I thought those were the kids' names, like Daisy, Luli, Poppy Lou, like no, no. no. Well, Daisy's, you know, Sunshine, Daisy's Belle, the mum's name. Lou is the eldest daughter's name, but the names right. she was listing were the names of the barges. Because oh, okay. I thought they made sense as children's names until it got to Golden Maid. <laughs> and that, was, <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, that... <laughs> what are you not calling your child Golden Maid? <laughs> you know what it sounds like. Was you know what? For my daughter, but. We were just like, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit too posh. It's long. Well, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like um Jamie Oliver's kids. You know, you know, he's named all yeah, of his kids like they have Poppy, Doily, like you know, Mommy, Poppy. You know, <laughs> you know what? I actually like... think I could probably do this. It's Poppy, Petal, Daisy, uh, Boo, Daisy, Boo, River, oh, Buddy, Buddy Bear, Buddy Bear. Yeah, and there's another girl Wait. as well. No, the child's name is Buddy Bear. Yeah, Buddy yeah. Space Bear. Like on the birth certificate the child's yeah. name is buddy well i presume he announced it to the but press yeah like buddy yeah. and then its middle name is bear his oh, middle name is bear gracious <laughs> okay i love jamie oliver you know people are not naming their kids what they want but like oh, buddy bears is, is that's definitely taking it to the edge what about sure. daisy as well daisy boo yeah, yeah yeah they're very um there's a lot of like hippie names you know like with with some of these celebrities in the UK and in the US too. like Speaking of UK and US, barges, are they a thing over there? No, I wanted to talk about this. I Well, I'll say this. It's not a culture I think that we have over here. I've never seen this kind of thing. I will say, I don't think that, I don't think that people could live on barges the same way in the US, the way that they could maybe do in the UK with our geography and everything. I don't think we really have a barge community over here. But if there's someone who knows about it, correct me if I'm wrong. No, they don't have canals, Alex. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in certain, like, there's certain places where you could maybe do a barge lifestyle, but, like, no, it's, it would be hard, even just geographically, to do it, you know? Have you ever been on a barge, either of you? No, but I recently started watching these people that lived on it, because... They're also called narrowboats, aren't they? Yeah. And then I got it into my head recently that it would be a great idea to live on a narrowboat and it would be a great lifestyle. And then I was like, what the hell am I thinking? Well, we know someone who lives on one, one of our mutual friends. Yes, we do. But I've never been on one. I don't know why I thought I have. I've been on a barge holiday and I've been on quite a few times. It was great. The lock Mm -hmm. things, you know, at the start when she collapses and she's doing the lock, they are really stressful and scary. (laughs) And um, we once saw a dog nearly drowning one. It was awful. It was really harrowing part of my childhood. Wait, wait, drown like next to the barge in the water? No, no, in the lock. Yeah, yeah. So a lock. The first bit where she's doing is where she uh-huh. twists the key and stuff is to open this big massive lock. It's like this weird bit. It's so like that you can go in. up hills. Yeah. Oh. And it's to let water into the kind of you have to open these big gates to go through and it's 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 quite the trial. It is I, it took me a long time to really understand and I still don't, I'm forty two. Still don't huh. really understand. But a dog went in there and it nearly drowned and it was really awful. But but we managed to save it. it. Oh. It brings the water level up so they can just so that they can through. move through the lock. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now wait. Here's a question because she does mention. Oh, my husband had to turn down work because I had to come here today. Can you get all the way from London to Birmingham, which for people who don't know is like yes. kind of in the middle of England, from on canals? You can get yes. all the way up there. You can do it all the way up to Manchester. You can do it all the way up through to Newcastle. You can do it all the way through. Yeah. You are kidding. No. 
Now okay, that it I'm... takes it, it. Don't get me wrong; they are not fast. So it would take. How long do you think it'd take to get from London to Birmingham on a barge like that? To Birmingham, I don't know if it'd be that. You could do it in a day, London to Birmingham. Okay. Wow. I reckon. Huh. I so didn't can... realize there was that much like watery parts that you could connect all the way up there. Well, they're man-made. Oh, they are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, totally different story. Never mind. Oh, hang on. No, if you cruise the entire 137 miles, it would take around 74 hours. <laughs> <laughs> So no, it wouldn't take a day. <laughs> it's like more like three days <laughs> to get up there. Well, like eight. But yeah. <laughs> and well, if you're going the whole, if you're going like twelve hours a day, well, actually, oh no, you're right, eight because you're obviously not going to be sailing for yeah. the whole twenty-four hour. Period. I love barges. Yeah. We went on a school trip on an oh, aqueduct. Wow. Have you ever seen an aqueduct? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so good, and it was so high in Wales. It was just great. Do either of you guys know is is barges like a holdover from like olden times before you had other forms of transportation? Is that why it, they exist? Yes, yeah, so it pre it predates the railway. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm getting my it. My mum did some yeah, digging yeah. on our family and she reckons my dad's side of the family, because my dad's dead swarthy, uh, she reckons they were bargees. <laughs> but my mum, my, my grandma was like, no, we were not. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> the word swarthy, I just pictured like one of those romance novels from the 80s where the guy has like a like a big shirt that's like ripped open and all these muscles and like arm hair and like a big belt yeah. and like hair and like he's just grabbing. <laughs> Jen, you've seen my dad... If you think that about him, you know, you, you're deluded, but carry on. You, I, meant, I meant the look of him, the darkness. He's very dark skin and dark hair. Think about your dad that way. You wouldn't be the first, Gem. Yeah, you probably would. You probably wouldn't be the first, Gem. Picturing an ancestor from a long time ago. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I don't know why Swarthy like really took me on a journey. Okay, I think. Do you remember that uh, that book that Sister Monica Joan read in the uh, when she was having a cataract done? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> You've been reading a bit too much, many of them, or that one. I have been reading some of those, you guys. I got I got back into those not too long ago, and it's been actually quite fun, I have to tell you. Oh, well, anyways, that's a different podcast. So but Daisy uh, lives on a barge with a family. She's got quite a lot of kids with a husband. Yes. And they tend to, so when he goes for work, they tend to, like, take things places as well on the barges. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so she's got all the kids and lose the eldest at 11, and they've never been to school. She's not into mm. any help from the state or anything. Yeah. I feel so sorry for Lou. Same. Lou really wants to live kind of quote in the normal world. Yeah. Well, I they were well up so. for going to school, the kids. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, I, I liked it when, okay, so Marguerite gets a home visit basically from Patsy. Well, she's heavy, heavy pregnant and collapses first off. Right, right. So she goes to the hospital, she gets released, she goes home, Patsy and Winifred follow up at home, which is the barge. And then they say, oh, well, would you, we'd really like it if you could come to clinic. So anyway, fast forward, she goes to clinic and they, he said, she says, she does kind of the thing that some of the other patients have done where it's like, I'll only talk to this one nurse or whatever. So Sheila gets Patsy to come out and talk to her or whatever. And, you know, they say, well, we'd really like you to go to the maternity home. And while you're there, like the kids can stay on land too. And like, you know, they can go to school. And and I got to give Marguerite credit. She goes, she turns to Lou and she says, well, what would you like to do? And Lou says, school immediately and she's like okay well I guess that's you know that's decided or whatever do you know Alex like, when um when she got booked into the maternity home for bed rest I thought of you I was like oh Alex <laughs> oh I know another week where you're like if only <laughs> I also thought of me also <laughs> how quiet was it how quiet and lovely was it in the maternity home yeah but it was it was literally the calm before the storm it literally <laughs> was literally yeah <laughs> But wouldn't you love to have somebody walk up to you and give you like fuzzy nightgown and then like ask you how your breakfast should come out? You'd love that. Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> I I didn't warm to. I'm going to call call her Daisy. Yeah, I am. Um, I didn't warm to her. She was a bit prickly. I'll give I, her that. Yeah, I yeah. think that was the whole point. She was supposed to act as if because obviously she wasn't into society's help. She was supposed to be seen as like yeah. an other kind of person who wasn't well, great yeah, at socialising with non She took it too far. <laughs> Sheila, Sheila offered her an egg for breakfast and she was like, well, I have bread. I was like, for God's sake. Yeah, but that's oh, the point. I think it's to show that she's not she's... about social niceties. She doesn't really mix yeah. in any circles. She doesn't know to have those social niceties. She's just 
with her and her family, that's it. Like, people could probably also, get weird after just being with their family for a bit. I know we were after COVID. She's a really proud woman, too. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't, she doesn't, she's proud of her life. She doesn't see anything wrong with it. She doesn't want other people kind of treating her less than just because of how she conducts herself and stuff. Which yeah, I but do someone could get. literally say to me, oh, we have pig's trotters for breakfast. And I'd be like, oh, lovely. Inwardly thinking, oh. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm allergic. Or I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> But Aww. bless his heart, Joe Blackett was a good one because she he was the one who made her get checked out and he was the one who made her go to the clinic. So I did yeah. think... He was also the one who made her go work harder on the lock, though, when she was heavy, heavy pregnant. Yeah, he was, to be fair. <laughs> he was like, he put, was your put your back, back into, into it, it, Marguerite. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, you know, like... Really bent over with her. So her mum's collapsed and he goes, go out, go on, Lou, go and check on her, not you. <laughs> Get out of the barrage, Lou, and go and check on it. Uh, you know what Lou is like, though, which what I thought about? Like, Lou is kind of the opposite of some of our other, like, oldest daughter characters. Like, do you remember Morris Glennon, who had the leg thing or whatever? And his daughter yeah. was, like, so ready to, like, do the dressings and, like, wear the nurse's hat. And she was like, this is my calling now or whatever like that. And Lou is the exact opposite of that. Like, every time that someone says, like, well, do you want to help mommy or whatever? Like, no one says that to her, but you know what I'm saying? And she's like, um, no, I really don't. Can I go off with the other kids? Like, can I get out of here? Can I leave? Like, can I get my hair done? I'm really, I don't want to do any of that. So. So yeah, I think I think Lou needed a little bit of a respite as well from some of this responsibility. So Daisy was in the maternity home. She kicked off because the kids smell of anti-lousy lousing stuff. De-lousing lotion. De-lousing lotion. And she'd had she had like, you know, maternity home written on a bum, basically. And she was just getting really annoyed about the whole situation. Didn't want to be there. Yeah. So they yeah. kind of she had kind of kicked off and fell out with them and then went back to her barge. But she was rude though. She was so rude when she said she wanted her clothes back, and everyone was like trying to persuade her to stay. And she's like, "Fetch them." I'm just like, "That's not necessary." She was, but at the same time, don't defend her, Alex. Yeah, but if you're angry, if you're angry and you lose your temper, now I don't know. I'm not naming names here, but if I know anyone who who loses their temper, I'm just saying some people can just lose their temper and get a bit angry sometimes. Yeah. All I'm saying is she just got a bit angry and people weren't listening to her, so she snapped. No, I would not be rude. I'd be irrational, <laughs> yes, but not rude. <laughs> well, perhaps maybe an element of stubbornness was also at play here and that stubbornness might telegraph No, you can't, you can't persuade me. Although, can I just say that I loved... Um... <laughs> Let's be talking about stubbornness. You can't persuade me. <laughs> but did you know, did anyone else pick on the expression that Patsy used it, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure? Yeah, yes. I loved it. That. That's a good one. I've never I'm, heard that before. And I loved I'm it. Use it. Oh, we, never we, heard we should that. start using it. We should use no. it in everyday life. That, I've heard that a bunch of times. I wonder if that's a um. Well, I mean, it's I that I think that it was a pretty common um saying, a little old fashioned, but pretty common. Do I wonder if you guys maybe just don't say it as much in the UK? No, we're just progressive over here. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Brits are so progressive. Yes, with our canals. Anyway, so. <laughs> So anyway, whenever she... people think of Britain, they think of forward thinking, future people, <laughs> progressive to the max. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, she, so then the, the storm hits, she's giving birth or she goes into labor <laughs> on the barge. Poor Lou's been like dragged in to help her mum give birth. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, Marguerite even says, she's like, oh, I don't need anybody else. Lou will help me. And Lou's like, no, I won't. No, I'm not. <laughs> face is like, uh. <laughs> Now, luckily, the community come together. So uh, the Baji community, some they were lovely, those women who came to they help. They were. They were. And they were just, I just love the fact that they were just, you know, oh, I just thought it was so lovely. The way they were like, yeah. you know, but we don't know each other, but we do. We know the way. We know the way. Right. They were the opposite of Daisy. Yeah, they were. Well, it was It was very so, like, you can't, like, you can't excuse Daisy's behaviour on her lifestyle. Yeah, but what I'm saying is she was at ease with them. And they were at ease with her because they know each other's lifestyle where she felt judged by the rest of society. Yeah, but they were lovely to Patsy when Patsy arrived. Also, wait, just can we like give, I, I Bex, I think your point is well made, but let's just give Daisy like a little moment here because you can tell when like she is going into labor and she's sitting there and the dad is like, do you want me to call anybody? Like, do we want, and, she, and, and she's like, no, she's like me and Nurse Mountain had words. You know, we both know kind of what happened and everything. I sensed, now this is my perception, okay? I felt that she was having that thing that sometimes happens when, and I, 
I've been guilty of this. So I'm not saying I'm not singling anyone out. But like when you've kind of gone a bit too hard and then you're like, oh, I don't like now like we're in a, not in a fight, but like now like I don't know how to kind of like repair the damage even though like yeah, I really no, now I, that you, I've calmed, I can sympathize with this. Like once you calm down <laughs> and you're like, oh, I really like was so mean and like now I have to apologize, but I don't really know how. And I also feel awkward and embarrassed and everything like that because like da da da. Yeah. And so I felt like when Patsy showed up after Lou ran and got her that that was her kind of time to be like, no, it's okay. Like, yes, I do. You know, like she, like she was a lot sweeter when Patsy came. Yeah, I agree. I think she felt a bit embarrassed about how she kind of kicked off in the maternity home, you know? And also then she sent Lou away with the other kids and I really like that for Lou. Yeah, 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 me too, me too. And they had, and she had a baby girl who was so cute. Well done Lou for actually going to get Nurse Mount. Yes, Mm Oh, 100%. yeah. Lou knew what was up right ten away. 10 out of 10 to Lou. Yeah. And um, also, when she actually gave birth, because she was all about the rose hip and stuff, because obviously she's showing her that, like, from the oldie worldy kind of lifestyle that she lives using mm-hmm. things like that medical methods like that but she was talking about they don't cut the umbilical cord yet and that's actually now you're told well i was six years ago to try and keep it for 15 minutes so you get all the everything good from it so keep it there whereas now in this show they just kind of cut it straight away and um, but oh. obviously yeah the oldie worldy way of keeping it for as long as possible that's what she was doing and that's so what they recommend like, is me- recommended for medicine now let, like all the kind of juices like flow in for a few <laughs> yeah well i don't know whatever's in there is something i mean it's got to be some kind of weird goop or whatever right i mean it's I not it's, it's, blood, it's just the bloodstream oh, i think disgusting. i know i do think it's something to do with stem cells okay but yeah i was... mean listen listeners if any of you know what the point of that is like please sound off because like i mean none of us are doctors yeah, or none of us know. <laughs> so, i mean obviously it makes sense that like good stuff would be yeah but then at the whatever, end but... once she'd given birth and you know they were cute cute baby and there was really cute babies in this uh, in the show today really cute but also she was like we know where we belong don't we to the baby and that made patsy think about her and delia and we'll go back to that later mm. they never named mm. the baby though did they no they didn't no Should but it was a name? little girl golden. right <laughs> golden maiden yeah golden maid <laughs> <laughs> well and you said before bex a pretty name costs nothing <laughs> Jaquetta. <laughs> okay, just if we're going to move on, I just want to make one last point because we didn't cover it. And this is like kind of a more aesthetic thing. I loved the whole bargy world styling like I love the hair I love the clothes I love the painting on the boats like the interior decorating and everything I thought it was also cute and eclectic um Lou's outfit she had that like stripey jumper that was all like different kind of knit you know stripes and everything and like the flower like different gold white red green you know painting of like different things on the boat and everything it just was very funky folksy like you know in a way that we just we don't see that often on the show and I just thought it was like distinctive and I really liked it and anyway I just wanted to call it it's still very much on vogue for barge barges right now to this day there you go there you go i just had to shout it out because i just love that i just love that like styling and like the look of that it was it was definitely different than how you know people and families are portrayed on the show usually aesthetics yeah that more like folksy you know funky kind of vibe well you know when you come over when the when you know when we record a podcast over here we'll go to the canal there's loads right near me oh i'm sure yeah i thought you were gonna say we'll go on a barge holiday we can go on a barge (laughs) we can do that too we can go on a barge yeah not the whole holiday it's a bit long but we'll do it for like a day like lunch on a barge you know and then just be like okay now we've had enough uh, then... there's one near me actually that does like it's like a pirate ship thing like a theme going on Ooh. So not not really the same aesthetic no but it's cool and my mum's there... friend's daughter runs it so you know is there a swarthy person <laughs> my dad could do it yeah he can come <laughs> no 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 we'll we'll leave and leave you two to it yeah don't think my mum will be too happy but you know carry on don't want that. I'm sorry. I'm rejecting my dad. I'm sorry I made a joke about it. <laughs> right, shall we go on to the other bit? Oh, yes. Well, shall we cover the contraceptive, launch the contraceptive pill? Because then I think that nicely ties into Gina and Leslie's story. Okay. Oh, good point. Good point. So Dr. Turner is very excited because they're launching the contraceptive pill. And unlike previous contraception, people don't have to visit the family planning clinic. So it's basically available to singletons as well as married women. Yeah, because you mm. had to be a married woman to be, what's the word, referred to the family planning clinic. Mm-hmm. But Sister Julienne struggles. Now, I'm a bit disappointed with Sheila here because obviously Dr. Turner is very liberal, but Sheila was a bit slow slow after being a nun for so long to actually realize that it was a bit of a moral dilemma for sister julianne do you think she didn't realize or do you think she was hoping 
it wasn't and she'd kind of not thought about it well, that they way made it look like she didn't realize didn't they because mm. she seemed a bit embarrassed and then she was like lemon puff and then she was like is there anything plainer like you know this you you did used to be in this lifestyle for a long long time yeah you know? i think sister julianne was a bit curt with her wasn't she <laughs> to me the comment about like do you have anything plainer is like the closest sister julianne has ever gotten to like throwing shade like to yeah, me, i feel like i feel like that was like <laughs> the first side eye she's ever given <laughs> <laughs> on the show. So true. <laughs> and I think you would expect Sister Julianne to be more accepting of it because I mean Dr. Turner says that 10% of babies born in Poplar are illegitimate. Yeah. I will say I I felt this uh, this is so hard for me because I love Sister Julianne so much, but I felt a little bit disappointed in her opinion. But I did get it. I got where it was coming from. I think what was what was tough for me is, you know, I, I kind of had to remember like, well, she's a nun first. And then she's a midwife and, you know, everything else. And like, I think the nun part of her and her faith, you know, like not not her faith so much, but like her her, her beliefs and morality are, that are kind of constructed a lot from her faith practice were overriding maybe some of the stuff that she knows very practically and pragmatically, like as a caregiver in this community. And I was like, Sister Julian, you know, the price people have to pay for unwanted pregnancies, you know, like or unplanned pregnancies. And it's like, you know, yeah, I think times, but she was really yeah. Yeah. in the past as well. I think because Sister Julian has been so supportive of unmarried mothers, it's kind of you don't expect her to take this stance. You think that she's going to be a lot more open to it. But obviously she's thinking about all the moral implications of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just think I, I just think it was very short sighted of Sheila after being so long for so long and on. She's caught under Doctor Turner's spell. His liberal uh, medical spell. Sheila is is one thousand percent a totally different person. Like she's completely invested in. She is, but that know, doesn't wife, mom, everything. Yeah, but that doesn't extract that 10 plus years of being a nun that she was and she was dedicated to it and she's still religious and she's still very moral with religious it with religious things you know when she talks to timothy about stuff so i was quite surprised that it did make it out like she wouldn't have thought of that well i'll just say this like she is religious she is very moral but i mean never forget like the history of the contraceptive pill is that it was invented by a catholic doctor and the way that he devised the pill was so that women would never miss a period because he wanted something that you know was as uninvasive biologically as he could possibly get that would still like allow normal cycles to happen and everything else because he was trying to kind of walk the line between his faith and you know like medical advancement you know for like family planning and everything and so I, I mean maybe this, by the way. <laughs> oh well sorry but I mean I had learned that and I thought it was a really interesting fact and yeah, it really is and and it was so I mean in a way I wonder if maybe Sheila didn't have those views ever or maybe she evolved in those views over time and she didn't and maybe the reason she didn't think of it or didn't anticipate is because she didn't see a moral conflict like she she kind of thought you know like well just because the thing is they they make an analogy to the birth control pill being like penicillin and sister julian is like oh well that's a medical marvel and it's like well yeah it is but you know like before we had penicillin people died of all these horrible diseases well now we have the contraceptive pill that means people don't have to have these babies that they don't want don't plan you know whatever so like you know we're controverting kind of quote nature for like lots of reasons and this is just one other way that human being human beings are allowed to have more like autonomy and self-direction through medical advancement and so maybe sheila didn't think that it was going to be something that was that controversial yeah you and i you and i needed to attend you and i needed to attend dr turner's seminar alex (laughs) we very much did (laughs) well actually can we talk about that seminar because that was awesome that was a great scene like the awkwardness of those looks in that scene was so amazing I loved it I love well Tom has been caught out because he was visiting Barbara oh no Mm -hmm. it was previous night that he was caught out because he was visiting Barbara and then he's he's invited to the seminar to give a Christian let's talk about Tom being caught out so first off Tom and Barbara were listening to Teach Me Tiger by April (laughs) Stevens <laughs> which was banned from loads of US radio stations. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Whoa, I whoa, whoa, whoa. Will teach me I... tiger. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I think it's the most like I know at the time when it came out it was probably like a very sultry song but it's like listening to it in this episode it was absolutely hilarious like I could I not take any of it seriously at all like when she goes oh whoa 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 like <laughs> I absolutely just devolved into like bits of giggles I couldn't do it so they're listening to Trixie's record whoa 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 and they're getting a bit you know carried away with the snogging and he's got brill cream on his hair and he's up against a wall so you know Barbara's Barbara's really (laughs) going for it 
And uh, anyway, then they rip, then the nuns walk in, but they don't see them kissing, but the nuns walk in, like, you hear well, the cocktail. And he's just, like, oh, yeah, yes, I am. No, 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 but get this. So, like, when he first came in, she touched, like, he kissed her then and she touched his hair and she was like, oh my God, Tom, what the hell? And he was like, oh, he, like, she's like, you're covered in brill cream. And he was like, well, I had like two funerals and a wedding or something. He's like, the parishioners expect a certain kind of presentation. And I was like, I think you could have laid off just a little bit. But, anyways, so then they do, and they have, they, so then, okay, so blah, blah, they go into the room and they play that song. Another example, by the way of romantic couples just dancing you know ad lib in in a sitting area or whatever like that and then they get like so that like they're making out against this wall or whatever and the reason that they stop making out is because tom grabs barbara's bum and she yeah. was like whoa 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 herself and then when they pull away that's when she's like oh my god tom you've literally stained the wallpaper with your brill cream <laughs> and she starts rubbing it and she then the part where the stain is on the wall and she's like it's just getting shinier <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then so fast forward to the nuns well, coming in, him going to Compline with them all that. Then they're sat oh, yeah. down having like tea or whatever out around it, and everyone's like, "What's that on the wall?" And Barbara's like, "What what thing?" <laughs> like this stain, and she's like, "Perhaps it's an optical illusion." <laughs> also can we just laugh at like what they said it was one of them i think it was sister winifred that was like i hope it's not damp barbara was like i don't really seeing anything i think it's just a shadow and then <laughs> sister monica joan thinks it's like a, a like a, a ghost <laughs> that's yeah. manifesting she itself. thinks it's a manifestation <laughs> <laughs> to be fair like... it is of his horniness but then <laughs> what i don't get is oh, nurse crane says it smells very masculine and it's <laughs> six foot up the wall <laughs> Yeah. Why did nobody put two and two together? Because I feel like straight after that, they took Sister Julianne was like, I want you all to meet. It went quite serious to her, for her talking about this lecture right. she went over to me. And then Trixie right. was like, I can't make it. And then it kind of got, so Barbara was really relieved at that point. But then yeah. so they had the they had the actual meeting at Nanata's house and mm-hmm. Tom was invited as some sort of moral compass to do with the morality. Oh God, as because, if, yeah, really. And it was just really awkward. And then, so they were all talking and Sister Evangelina was there looking at him to be this like beacon of hope for No, her. not Sister Evangelina. Sister uh, sorry, Sister Julianne. Why do I always mix them up? And uh, it's because she's on my mind. My favourite bit, was when Nurse Crane said, excuse me, sister, may I say penis? It's <laughs> like my daughter. She says, excuse, can I please, can I have permission to swear? <laughs> like, no. Why would she need permission to swear? I know well, she wants to ask per- if it's I... a swear word. So she's like, oh, can she I wants to ask, to if, ask it's... if it's a swear word? So do I have permission to swear? Oh, I, okay. Like, no. No, you don't. Oh, okay. I thought she was going to say, like, do I have permission to swear? And then if you said yes, she'd be like, bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> you know, like like she would just start cussing for just like no reason. No, she thought blooming was a swear word. And I was like, it's not, mate. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But uh, so anyway, oh, it's really me, awkward. Sorry, let me just pause because we had referenced this in an earlier episode. But this is the episode where <laughs> where Phyllis says that one of the moms who she had talked about fl- family planning to in the past had told her, "Oh, my husband said it's like swimming in a in a river with that with your socks on." And then everyone yeah. was like, "Oh," and like. What? Tom looked like he was about to just melt into the floor and die. And then he Tom oh, just looked confused. And Tom, I'm surprised that Tom so was so confused by that. I don't think he was as confused. I don't think he was confused. I think he was well, really he embarrassed. He was confused about menstruation and stuff as well. But well, I like yeah, he did. afterwards, Barbara was having, having a go at him. She was like, how could you sit there lecture on morality when your brill cream's on the wall the size of an elephant's head? <laughs> yeah, and you were grabbing my butt like less than 24 hours ago. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I love that Barbara stood up to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just ace. Yeah, also, can we talk about Nurse Crane going on about her uh, weekend in Cleveland? Oh my God, yes. Wait, oh, I, okay, I guess we'll talk about, talk about it now. Because we kind of conje- conjectured this when she had her, the older guy, the Spanish friend that she yes. made, that she had a crush on and everything. We were like, yeah, oh, what's I remember this scene flight? and it's finally come up, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, Phyllis, get it. Like, I honestly good for you like i am well, she was so talking glad. about the fact that her she was an illegitimate child and the shame that yeah. went along with that but right. she was saying when the opportunity for a weekend in cleveland's with an air force air sergeant presented itself i nearly chickened out but i shall always have fun memories of cleveland's and then she spoke about getting a douche <laughs> Oh my god, that was disgusting. What did she say? It was like, like a bleached douche or something. It was like some kind of like contraceptive, like precautionary douche. And I was like, well, that's disgusting. But I loved it when she said it was a bit of a fiddle faddle. Yeah. <laughs> but we managed. Wait, the douche or the man that she was? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Both, maybe. <laughs> well, it was Sorry. killed over Germany in 1941, oh, and it made I me know. very glad we had seized the moment. I was like, love it, go Phyllis. Yes, yes, yes. Well, what did she say? Uh, maybe you guys already said this. She said like that was like the like the like the World War Two was like a time when kind of morals and and standards were kind of shucked out, out the window. window you know, yeah. like yeah, she was like everyone was just kind of doing what they had to do because it was like such a scary time and people didn't really know what to what was going to happen in the, down the road. And I have to say, like, good for her. She sees the moment. Like, hundred percent. Oh my god, I love. I just continue to love Phyllis. Like, just good for her, honestly. You know. Well, she's amazing. Now, yeah, we're jumping ahead a bit, but just one point was when, because obviously we're going to talk later about how Sister Evangelina's come back. But I did love it when Sister Evangelina said, "It's typical of Dr. Turner. One sniff of a novelty medication, he's off like a moggy with catmint." <laughs> Again, That's one so line good. is amazing. Oh man, they're so good. So this leads us nicely on to Gina and Leslie's story because Gina and Leslie were forced to get married because they basically had to do the right thing after Gina got pregnant. Mm -hmm. Three months in, three months in, can you imagine? I no, I literally cannot imagine any marrying and having a child with anyone I've known after three months. I don't care who they are. But back then, I do think time moved a bit quicker. (laughs) 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 That I know of, unless there was a big change. I literally like in my head I had just made the comment about I don't know anyone who I would want to do that with and then I was like wait a minute like maybe and then I was gonna make a joke about like celebrity crush like who would you get married to like after three months and like you know celebrity crush version or whatever and then Beck says maybe time moved back then in my it did they got married quicker oh my god my brain just skidded to a rapid stop when you it's right it's this makes everyone sound like a dirty dog or whatever, but I used to think that people used to get married but married sooner because they wanted to, you know, because they couldn't before faster. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I mean, they I did, that, honestly. I think that came into it. Yeah. I think it did too. If you're if you're young and you want to get it out and you don't and I I don't mean get it out, but I mean it's like if you're, you know, if you like, yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, I have to say I think this is a reason why there were a lot of marriages in the 40s and 50s that ultimately were ill-advised and we saw a lot of people who were not happy later on because they made a choice based on stuff like that and not stuff like that it really well, they didn't make a choice by. society made that choice for them yes they did and now this like how many couples on the show now have we had where the thing that is like driving their decision making is the result of unprotected sex basically and like that's just a terrible way to be making choices it's just it's, i mean in this in gina and leslie's case it worked out really well but like that was incredibly lucky I, I mean, oh, but let's my start God. with Barbara. Not Barbara, Gina. So Gina is decorating in a flat one first year. She's heavy pregnant, stood on a step, yeah. painting. She lives, the, she lives on the eighth floor of a tower block. Mm-hmm. Most depressing tower block. <laughs> well, it looks <laughs> It's not depressing. It's a lovely one there. Well, well it was, bra- it was out, brand new at that point. I thought it looked okay. Yeah, she was dead into it. Mm-hmm. And, and then her husband, Leslie, walks in. And instead of like being like, oh, I'll help, he's just like, yeah. Just really shy, like rude and checked out is what I've written here. But I feel like he's just really shy as well because I feel like my husband can come off like that because he's quite a shy person. And I just feel like he can seem really rude and he's just like, doesn't really know what to say. So he's just like, all right. That's why I felt a bit tight on this man. But then they're all like, he's he's awful. And I'm like, oh. To me, this is not the way that it happened on the show at all. But like exactly what you're describing is like every time you've like gone over to your girlfriends and like like the boyfriend comes in and he's like, oh, and then like he's just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every boyfriend who's like ever had to like vacate his pre- premises because all of his girlfriend's friends are coming over to like have a birthday party, book club, like watch The Bachelorette, like whatever it is. Like they're all just like all boyfriends come across that way. Even like I'm like I've I've rarely encountered a boyfriend that's like that's like engaging nice funny charming like oh, oh like, I've left all the boyfriends I'm saying like you have a great husband like I love your husband but like like they just don't men just don't do that the, you, you know, know that don't... you know that meme of Homer Simpson backing into a hedge yeah <laughs> that's yes, what I that... feel like <laughs> and also Wait, I feel like... like or that's what you feel like your husband is like yeah, when it, when people are over, he just like goes back into a head like oh. Yeah, that's very much your husband. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. but, well, this Leslie here as well. 
But here I wrote when before I didn't realize what the whole storyline was. It was a bit confusing, really. Those just oh, I couldn't. I, I I couldn't tell what was going on with these yeah. two until like literally well, she spelled it out. I wrote here. It's like he doesn't know that there's a baby on the way, and I just wanted to talk about the fact that when I was pregnant, even heavy <laughs> pregnant, my husband was just like he just couldn't imagine the baby ever being here, like ever being born, like it was just always going to be in there. And I was just like, you, you're seeing me grow with this massive bump. Like surely you just he just couldn't imagine it ever being out and i was like oh well, it's God. gonna be imagine <laughs> Start yeah, we've got we've got a friend alex whose younger sister got pregnant and her mum was helping like you get the hospital list of what you need in your hospital bag and she was helping her getting ready for the baby wasn't she yeah and she was going through what they needed to get for the baby and i don't know how many baby grows you have to have like for the hospital but literally that was what she'd got all she'd got was the stuff that was on the hospital bag list <laughs> and her mum was like but you need more than this because you need it just for the rest of the like, baby's like, life yeah <laughs> and how old was this person when they had this baby do you remember she they was were, a teenager yeah they were oh, okay well that was that's fair you know what i you know what i chalk it up to because like al you and i have been watching love island because it's on the summer and like just to your point oh. about your husband not to go on a big tangent but i am just gonna blatantly go on one for just a quick minute here the way that and again i don't mean to be rude at all to like all men but like i'm just gonna make some like gross generalization oh do it like Men are so emotionally stupid. And like, this is the thing that makes me laugh about them. It's like, you're watching Love Island and these boys are on there and they're talking about like the girls that they're now like in couples with and everything. And like, just in the last week or so, they've had a bunch of episodes where the boys are like sitting around and it's just the boys are like sitting around talking. They're like, oh man, like, I can't believe it. Like, you know, like I, it's wild how like when I'm like around her, like I just really enjoy her company and like, I can just talk to her. Like she's like my mate and like, but also like, she's so pretty and like, it's nice. And like, it's crazy that when she's not here, like I actually like think about her and like miss her and like wonder what she's doing and like also like da, 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 da. and i'm just like and they're just like mom like they're just i like, will say jen this particular series proper boys are really awful. stupid yeah they're Half really really they're all yeah I just, it's just, it, but the thing is, like, I just sometimes feel like, I mean, again, like, n no shade to your husband, because obviously he's a, you know, great husband and dad or whatever, but like, I just sometimes feel like men are so just so clueless. And it's like, you, they say things and it's like, are you a human being? Like, do you feel feelings? Like, how have you, like, gotten this far in life and you, like, literally are so mystified? <laughs> I just like all of this stuff and it's it's just wild to me like I just feel like like it just makes me it just makes me laugh I just well, luckily in this storyline she has another boy she has a son <laughs> so another boy to bring into the emotional oh, year actually to give Leslie a little bit of credit didn't he say that they had talked about the baby name and he was like I'd really like it to be named Robert after like my dad or something after his well, uncle yeah after his uncle he doesn't say I'd really like it doesn't he say she say something along the lines of Leslie said we could call it Robert <laughs> yeah Leslie's told me we're going to be calling this baby Robert. <laughs> never she mind. Said, I, I like it. Give Leslie some credit, but never mind. But also, it's more of the modern names. Like, I went to school with a lot of Roberts. Like, I didn't go to school with any Keiths. Like, it's uh, <laughs> more modern names creeping in. Yeah. But Leslie yeah. did get emotional when the baby was born. Wait, did yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. When? When he, he was, was like, in the room. He was doing this. Oh. He's rubbing her eyes for the people, because this is a podcast bet. <laughs> Was either, very he was either good. emotional or he was just really tired because they woke him up early. Well, he had, he did, he did, uh, he did get woken up, but then you know he was asleep. So yeah, I thought he uh, was a bit. Um, oh no, 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 he was rubbing his eyes because he'd fallen asleep. No, no, no. When the actual baby no, was born, I he think there, he was emotional. emotional. Yeah, oh, okay. He was okay. I mean, um, emotional. Yeah, he wasn't like that emotional, but he was. He did have some emotions. Sure, sure. So then the storm <laughs> hit. The same amazing storm. Yeah. And she'd had the baby and everything was fine, but then yeah. she started feeling a bit unwell. And then the storm hit, and he rang the artist's house because you know he was good there as well. He was going to make sure he wasn't just like, oh, you just got to make sure. He did actually, you know. <laughs> yeah, but she goes off to the bathroom. She comes back and says that she can see flashing lights. At this point, the lights are starting to flicker because the electricity is going off. <laughs> and he says, oh, it's just the storm. She looks like absolute death. Yeah, she looked bad. To be fair, you've yeah. seen me with a migraine. I look like that. I did actually think migraine when I first saw this episode. I like wondered that. that as well, actually, because yeah. I know my, yeah, flashing lights are a symptom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, Nurse Crane comes around. He tells mm -hmm. her the symptoms. She's like, mm, this doesn't sound good. So she rings for an ambulance, but before she can actually say the full uh, address, because it's a storm, oh, exciting storm episode, the phone's yeah. cut out just as she's just said the building, but not the number. So <laughs> she gets, in her little Morris Minor, she gets to that flat. She runs up to eight floors of stairs bless her she had to yeah. do the cycling last week now she's doing this so 
So she gets to the flat and she says to him, can you go downstairs and wait for the ambulance? That'd be a real big help. And he says, no, I'm going nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) And God bless him, because he's like, I won't leave my wife. But at the same time, it's so so frustrating because you're just like, for God's sake, go and meet the ambulance. I know, I know. I'm like, this is when he needs to make a stand about how he's never leaving your side. Okay, fine. Yeah, it really annoyed me because I'm just like, just listen to the advice. <laughs> so anyway, they go down the stairs. It's an awful, awful, awful journey. She's being sick over the side. For some reason, he's... Oh, they cut helping... that part out of our episode, all that. Oh, yeah. well, for some... he's helping her down the stairs and he's like hugging her a bit. And then Nurse Crane swaps places, gives him the baby. And she's like, I'll help her down. You two lovebirds can have a hug later. I thought, he's not He's not just trying to shag her on the stairs or anything. Like He's literally <laughs> no, he's trying to help her. She's just been sick over the banister. Yeah. He's literally wiping sick from her face. Yeah, maybe exactly. She, maybe, maybe Phyllis just wanted to like get them to move a little faster though maybe he was being just a bit too like precious with it no i don't know fine. we didn't have the scene in my episode well but... nurse crane was a bit weird there so then i anyway, thought you could have carried her down i did as well that was my next point but then i thought my husband would not be able to carry me down <laughs> <laughs> not even one flight of stairs let alone eight <laughs> maybe a piggyback I don't even know if that could happen. She's just given birth. Can you imagine a lady in her condition doing the splits on his back? (laughs) I'm sorry, it's not nice. I'm sorry, it's not nice. So anyway. Imagine any physical position you'd want to be in less after you've just given birth and you're having... Postnatal preeclampsia, which is like having your having your like squeezed against your husband's back, and then having your legs wrapped around him while he's trying to carry you. But even a fireman's lift, your stomach is like you've just gone through labor. No, thank you. Anyway, what's a a fireman's lift? Fireman's lift, like over your shoulder. Do you not have those in America? What wait, wait. What do you mean? Where they put you over your shoulder? Yeah. So, oh, they just drape you over your shoulder yeah. and like, yeah. like, oh no, no, oh no, that would be bad. No, what I'm thinking of is like classic. Yeah, what's like, that called um, in America? It's called a fireman's lift here. Oh, well, okay. I definitely, I definitely don't think this is what it's called but like whenever my dad would pick us up as little kids and put us over his shoulder that way he would say he was carrying us like a sack of potatoes and that's not like (laughs) not a term that like makes sense to anyone outside my family but like what i fireman's carry oh there we go and that's that that is that is that does happen here over here and i just don't think i knew the name of it what i was thinking you guys were talking about was that he would like carry her down the stairs like classic like his arms underneath her shoulders and then his other arm underneath her knees so he was like carrying her like yeah no i did that's what i that's what i envisioned yeah, 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 yeah. But then, obviously, yeah, it would be hard to carry somebody like that down eight flights. Eight flights of stairs, yeah. yeah. Um, Even so one flight, my God. Exactly. I so mean, anyway, maybe she got down without fainting or something. I wouldn't have been in a while. I, no, I, I wouldn't have been able to get down there either, no, But no. she did, and then they got into the ambulance, and Nurse Crane yeah. was like, I'll follow you, and she looked really scared, and she was like, you don't need me, you've got him, and he knows how to take care of his family. I thought, what? Where has this come from? Where's this weird... Oh, yeah, he now knows, he miraculously cares, and he knows, and he's fine about marrying you three months after having yeah yeah but it's one of those situations where you don't know what you've got till you nearly lose it yeah maybe it just confused me a bit it was a bit like the Roseanne Dawlish story it did confuse me a bit this one it was a bit like they didn't make it clear enough that he was struggling or like if they'd have had like him being like talking to his friend or something saying I'm just really struggling to accept I don't know I don't know I'll I'll say say this I I love I I like the storyline between Leslie and Gina didn't have any issue with it like thought it was you know part of the part of the whole episode in a very nice way but this to me was very much like the b pregnancy like the, the second yeah, pregnancy and it was kind of one of those ones where they were like i feel like it was like even though we love the writers and they're amazing like it was kind of like they were in the writer's room and they were like anyways let's just tie this up with a bow and get out of here you know what i mean like we've got bigger fish to fry like other stuff is happening you know what i mean like oh i don't agree i think this because this one links in more closely with the contraceptive pill story if anything they've just thrown the blackers in there the well, blackers- in any storyline, no, in I, any episode. To me, to me, the like Gina and Leslie kind of like are a real world example of the thing that the contraceptive pill will like have an effect on. But I didn't feel like they were more important than the blackers. Not. No, no, I, I thought, thought the blacker story was more because I thought it also yeah, I was and Patsy's thing as well, and yeah, and yeah, yeah, I agree. No, no, I don't. <laughs> agree to disagree. 
You know, we talk about stubbornness before. Uh, anyway. <laughs> although, although I will say this. Here's something interesting. And, and you know, life doesn't work this way. So they'll, you know, be together. But, like, imagine if Leslie and Gina did have contraceptive and then she never got pregnant. Like, what ha- What would maybe, like, maybe then they would date for a while and then they would break up and then move on. And then who knows? You know what I mean? Like, no, but- they would. those two would have stayed together. <laughs> Your point is invalid, Jen. <laughs> it would have worked out for them. Oh my gosh, my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, we'll never know, but uh, there you go. <laughs> so, well, they've got Robert now. <laughs> yeah, we'll call him Robert. You can call him Robert. Almost like he was naming a dog or something. Anyways, now, I don't know. shall we talk about something very exciting that happened in this episode? Sure. Shall we talk about Sister Evangeline? <gasps> oh, yeah. oh, well, they were already mentioning her, it, weren't they? Yeah. Like little breadcrumbs of it. So it was yeah. a big surprise when she came. But then I was a bit like, Alex, you big thicker. Why were you surprised when she actually was in it? Because actually, it about them the, like, the breadcrumbs the whole way through. And I was like, when I heard a voice, I ordered the gas. This is ages ago when I first watched it. But I was, oh, loving it. Oh, when I, I was, I was surprised she came back in this episode. I mean, it wasn't, it literally wasn't until Fred was standing on that pile of rubble with his Civil Defense Corps uniform on. And that I was like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. This is when she comes back. Like, I totally did not remember that this was the episode she came back until like about a minute about 30 seconds before she actually showed up and i was i was in love with it just as much as i could possibly be in love with anything i mean it was oh it was so good she was just awesome it was so lovely i will say though she was quite acerbic considering she'd just been in the silent order for six months she'd gone there <laughs> to think about the way she spoke to people and she was still like oh you lot what are you doing you rubbish you like i was just like hang on you've literally gone away to stop that acerbicness, and you're exactly the same as you were before you went, apart from your <laughs> Yeah, but she sorts things out. She requisitions a phone straight off because the phone lines They were lines about down. to do it. They were about to do it. She didn't have to do it. We so didn't know they were about to do it. No, but she, she Sister said... Mary, Adam... Sister Mary Cynthia said she, that's literally where she was about to go to. I know, but yeah. Sister Evangelina wanted to pitch in. Like, she was so excited to get back in the thick of it. No, I, mean, she I know she phone... did. And I think it's amazing she did, but my point is, it, she didn't have to be that. <laughs> like... Matter like that. What's the word? I said a service. I'm sticking with it. She didn't have to be that like sharp tongued with it because they were about you know, to do it. You're doing the thing that Becky did like a half an hour ago when <laughs> she was um yelling about um Mrs. Blacker being too mean to Patsy. You're like, no, she shouldn't have been that mean. It was a bridge too far. I don't like it. It was it too was far. a bridge to in the words of Rebecca, <laughs> it was a bridge too far. <laughs> and <laughs> um, her and sister monica jones seeing each other for the first time oh so beautiful can i just say if they were american they would have immediately run to each other and hugged to me the fact that they didn't hug was like so british i was just if that was <laughs> if that was an american scene they would have definitely hugged each other am i the most yeah, british person you know huh <laughs> am i the most british person you know yes you are you're like the queen alex you're i hate like... hugging the epitome of like you know British Britain the standards. I but then, just, but yeah. then on a night out when you get a a, a hug off drunk Alex, you're like, <gasps> oh my gosh, I know it's the best. It means so much more. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a hug whore, like giving them out all over the place. Like I know my hugs aren't special anymore. They're a dime a dozen. <laughs> I just feel awkward. I used to wiggle out of them when I was little. Apparently, it was really annoying. <laughs> and whenever my mum sees you, Alex, I'm like don't hug Alex she doesn't like being hugged and then the minute my mum sees you she's like gives you a massive hug (laughs) Alex is like a curt nod is all I need thank you very much no she's like a child you know I'm a very warm person I am a very warm person person. you know when you're dealing with small children and you don't want them to have to like kiss family members goodbye so you just give them a high five yeah that's like me (laughs) that is Alex yeah Oh, anyway, so, let's carry on talking about Sister Angelina. It was so, a very, it was a very sweet moment though between her and Sister Monica Joan. It was really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to devalue it by saying that Again, they should have hugged, but superior acting from them too. Oh God, yes. That's her. Um, and also, so we noticed. I noticed. Obviously, I've seen it before, so I didn't know if I'd noticed as much because I'd seen it before. But I think I did notice when I first watched it about her arm. Um, I didn't notice it until Sister Julianne pointed it out. I was like, when I first clueless. watched it. I remember thinking, why is she only using her right arm for the? Because obviously, but I it was amazing both. acting. Oh yeah, hundred percent. She's an amazing actress. She's amazing. She's she's so good. She's so yeah. good. Even just the way she held her arm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sister Julianne was... then brings it up with her, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah and we find out right. that she had a stroke two months after she left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that she's got everything back that she lost from it, except for the use of that right arm. Yeah. Or left arm. Left arm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why she's saying she'll only do district nurse duties for now. And she's just very much her old self. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apart from that. So they're obviously going to talk about that in more detail in future episodes. This episode, next episode, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out. Um, um, girls, real quick, just because it came up around this, but I, I got it. But like, do you guys, did you guys get an extra little bit about why there are 8,000 apples turning up on the doorstep of Nanata's house every single day in this episode? Just because it's awesome. Yeah, I thought it was just because people like giving them stuff because obviously they do so much for the community. They just get a lot of free oh, stuff. Oh, okay. That's what I that's what I intimated, but I didn't know if there was some extra thing about like... They have the same oh, thoughts on Marrows as, as Bex does. Yeah. yeah. I did write down Sister Julienne saying, personally, I'm glad to be spared another Marrow. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I will say there's a lot of stuff you can do with apples, although it did make me laugh when Sister Monica Joan is like, um, they make me Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you laughing at digest- that? My digestive like wind or whatever. I don't. I don't remember exactly what she says, but she says something about that. And I was just like, oh, do you know what God, else? Um, the very one of the very last scenes with Sister Evangelina eating an apple, and the pure yeah. joy that she evoked from that scene from eating an apple was amazing. I was just like, how how did you act that well just eating an apple? I'm telling you, these these women on this show are so freaking talented. I like. Know. All of them. I mean, and this is the thing, like, okay, like a couple weeks ago, like I, I made a comment about Tom's acting, like, you know, Jack Ashton. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. But the thing is, you can be a great actor on this show and you can still get outacted by a mile by some of these women. I mean, like, I'm sorry, but it's just, it's un, like the fact that we, the fact that we've all seen many of them in other roles and they still 1000% embody these characters is, they're just so good. Like they, they don't seem like, they just seem like they literally walk in and just say all of this stuff like they, they never seem like they're trying hard know, to evoke like, anything just the, it's just, the it's scene with awesome. sister Ma- the scene with sister Monica Joan and sister Evangelina they just looked at each other I know and it was amazing <laughs> I know they're so good they're so also on the subject of acting, Trixie's um, Alcoholics Anonymous yeah. monologue was amazing as well. Yeah. Did you guys feel that, that the, there was, I don't know, I don't think it was intentional, but there was, speaking of acting, there was one guy attending that AA meeting <laughs> was looking at her like kind of weird. And I was like, are you trying to like go on a date with her? Like, are you going to like. I, I think he was I, just I, trying to act, ex- do his a- extra acting thinking, oh, I yeah. might get it. I might get picked out again. <laughs> I, might get, I might get picked for Compline. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little too much. I was like, I was like the way he was like all the other people around the, uh, around the thing were like, you know, like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, like relating to her in like a really normal way. But he just was like leaning forward and like grinning in this strange way. And I was like, he was very gonna... smiley. Well, I just was like, are we going to see you again? Like, are you like some kind of like weird creepo that's going to come out of the woodwork later? I don't know. Well, I, I, I... Well, it was a bit of a weird scene as well, because obviously it was just so out of the rest of the show. Like, I know yeah. why they've done it, because obviously they're saying at the start that Patsy's spending all the time with Delia and that she's feeling, and, and obviously there's more th- scenes to come because of this. So obviously they're building up to something, but I just thought it was a very, like, just throw in the middle there. Uh, yeah. great, a- great acting again. Like, don't get me wrong, amazing. Uh, well, but can I... we just talk really quickly yeah. about Delia and Patsy at the gay club as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I loved it so much, the way they were actually dancing in the open with, you know, where they could be themselves, loving each other in front of people and dancing like a normal, you know, I say normal in uh, inverted commas, couple you know like right they are a normal couple society, but just... exactly yeah accepted yeah. in society couple right right also did you guys notice like when patsy swung delia around like her hair piece like wobbling on her head because she put like eight pounds of hair on that ponytail <laughs> 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 that really made me laugh i was like oh delia like you pulled out the big one for tonight you know what i mean like the double xl hair piece for this <laughs> night on the town <laughs> I really love the name Delia. Like, I genuinely, like, if I'd have started watching this show before Amador, they'd have the weirdest name, like Julienne Delia. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, shall we do Heroes and Zeros? Yes. Oh, yeah. Best. Sorry, girls. Another episode where I haven't even thought about it. My hero is going to be Timothy Turner. Oh. But being dragged out of bed in his pyjamas and having to crank whatever he was cranking to keep the electricity on. Oh, yeah. That is a like, good bless hero. Bless his heart. He's the he's such a good sport. He's such. And a then good sport. my zero is gonna be Daisy Blacker. Oh, for her rudeness. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, my hero is Phyllis Crane for her. I put Yas Queen about her dalliance with the. Oh, um, that was, yeah, yeah, that's that's gonna be mine too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. The way she was just absolutely no shame about premarital sex. Absolutely, well, zero marital. I just absolutely loved it. Good on you, Phyllis. Love it. Live your life, Yas Queen. Yeah, yeah. My zero is gonna be Tom, and I'll tell you oh, why. You told me that you took my both ones. Well. I didn't like the way he left Barbara to deal with the brill, brill cream fallout. <laughs> <laughs> Just all on her. All on her. Yep, exactly. Okay. Okay, you know what? I feel... I, I really wanted to go lighthearted and, like, you know, joke around, but I will... I'll I'll go a little more serious. This really, really, really pains me, but I am going to give Sister Julianne my zero this week because she was... I understand her moral hesitation about the pill, but I'm sorry. Like, she sees the fallout of, like, unplanned and unwanted pregnancies every single day, and, like, this is an opportunity for those to... that to, like, either decrease or not happen at all, and I, I get that she's in a tough spot, but I yeah I I just I gotta give her a zero like she's you know she needs to do some soul searching and then I will give my hero to oh you know what I'll give my hero to Dr. Turner and the contraceptive pill because you know what women deserve the right to control their own reproduction reproductive health and this was a step forward for it and Dr. Turner was a big proponent of it and that's awesome and you know having this kind of freedom I think is really important and so hero there you go. Those are my two. Love it. But also, I did love how Phyllis hooked up in the war with like a hot army sergeant or whatever. And I also think Tom was like rude for like, you know, like going after Barbara, like hardcore when they were alone together. And then being like a weird prude during that like sex meeting. And then also not knowing that women menstruate. And then Barbara having to like call him out. You know what I mean? And for her to deal with it. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, go get some like spick and span or whatever and like clean that stuff. Like, gee whiz. Mr. Muscle. Anyway. Yeah. And then then even after they got into a fight, she was like, okay, well, she's like, I got to go deliver this baby. He's like, what can I have? a kiss and she was like oh lord you can never quit come on (laughs) okay so i've got some messages for us off social media so thank you to everyone who messaged in to us on instagram twitter we've now got a threads and uh oh Oh my goodness yeah look at us we're with the trends well we're not with the trends because i'm you know just said we're with the trends anyway (laughs) (laughs) so barbara lim on facebook now this is an ace one She said, hello, ladies. I was so interested to meet a young lady at church this morning. She usually goes to our evening service. She'd been in touch with me some weeks ago, but hadn't been able to attend an event I was running. During our chat today, she told me she was a midwife. And of course, we spoke about our favourite programme. I told her about you. I hope she gets to listen. So look at Barbara Lim just, you know, going out and getting us some listeners. Love it. Yeah. So on Instagram, we did a thing on social media about the new episode is out. Did it this morning. And yeah. Suzetta, I can't say the names right here. She put, yes, I've been waiting for you to cover this episode specifically. Love, love, love the pod. Oh, thank you. So thank you. Kathy Flo on Instagram says, I hope you never stop producing this wonderful series. <gasps> thank you. Pretty sure she's talking about Paul the Midwife there, but still. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, we have a symbiotic relationship. As long yeah. as the show exists, we exist. So exactly. hopefully. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Now this yeah. one is from I'm going to see Diassi they're all names are weird on Instagram you never know who's what who oh yeah everyone says this is obviously up to me you guys are so funny I love when you get off on tangents about what is different between the US and England peanut butter and jelly is yummy lol and I've said well me and Bex will try it on the next listeners special so I've roped you in there Bex I'll have a peanut butter and jelly on the listener special too, just for well, fun yeah. because I love peanut butter and jelly. Oh, okay, that's fine. Someone else here says, "Hello, I'm Amanda. I'm a big fan of your podcast. Also a big fan of the show. I've watched the seasons multiple times. Same girl, same Amanda. Yes. Thank you much." Now, someone here, I think we might know them. I think it might be your mum, Jen. She says the best call the midwife podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Loki, our like biggest fans right there. <laughs> so, someone here called Goddess McG. Still loving the podcast and definitely looking forward to your take on the Turner family camping trip. (laughs) (laughs) Love it, love it, love it. We've had so much love. Thank you so much, everyone. Someone here, Pink Kitty Kels, 85, says, new to your podcast and loving it, ladies. Oh. I just love it. Honestly, I'm just loving this. So now another one. So there's there's a few more. Another one here called Becky, and this one's on Twitter, says, so she listened to the, the one from not this week, the week before. 
And she said, brilliant conversations about time gone by and midwifery. My nan's nephew has Down syndrome and they said not to worry. They will sort it and leave it by the window. She threatened oh. to break their legs and they touched the hair on his head. He is now in his 60s. So thank God for you, Grandma. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah, and you're right. Thank God for that mom who was... Exactly, exactly. That, was so right, yeah. Julie Coates, long-time collaborator, long-time listener. Oh, Julie! We love you. So she says, I agree with your hate of camping. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a teenager, our church group went camping every summer. My sleeping bag always ended up on top of a tree root. But I love peanut butter. Jen has mentioned she grew up near Boston, Massachusetts. I did too. Has she ever had the state sandwich of fluffernutter? I have had a fluffernutter. Julie! Oh my God, Julie! You and I What's are really. What's a fluffernutter? Oh, okay. So fluffernutter is usually. I mean, if it, I, the way I think about it, the most classic is like like really like w- like Wonder Bread, like white bread, and then you do a nice thick layer of peanut butter and then marshmallow fluff. Do you guys know what marshmallow fluff is? Oh no, not into that. And oh, it's so freaking delicious. I'm sorry, but oh my God. I mean, it's like now it's it's sweet. It's sweet for sure, but. <sighs> fluffernutter yeah i mean i th- I think you either that one i could see more like if you're not into it or whatever but oh man i love fluffernutters i don't think i've had one in I mean, solidly decades but oh julie julie well we've got another one i've got i had someone else before say that they absolutely hate peanut butter and it makes them feel sick for thought of it um, <laughs> i mean okay sure. well she used to work in food as well i'm trying to find the message but she used to work in like food and she was like funny but i used to say i was allergic to it <laughs> Uh, we've got another one here. So Julie yeah. Sheridan on on Instagram says that she's moved to Germany last year and uh, she was in the middle of Call the Midwife on Netflix from Ireland and she can't get it over there. So she's trying to find it, but she's absolutely loving our podcast. She's only just uh, discovered it, but she said your podcast is just great. Thank oh, you, Julie Sheridan. Oh, we thank think you. It's great. Um, yeah. The last one I wanted to talk about here is, do you remember last week where it was Serene Leeds Wrights who'd interviewed them? And yes. she had her oh. podcast, Emotional Abuse is Real. Yes, yes. I've listened to it. It's great. It's really good. So basically, it's just her talking to people who have gone through emotional abuse and their story and how it is for getting their stories out there. And it was amazing. So recommend everyone. Well, girls, I had... I mean, you you two know this. The, our listeners don't know this, but just to say, I had a very stressful week. There's a lot of stuff kind of going on in my personal life. Nothing bad, nothing bad. Everything's fine, but just a lot going on last week. So I I do have it on my list to listen to that podcast, and I I appreciate that reminder because I definitely want to get there. So I'm now even more excited. Yeah. Well, this is a recommended one from Recall the Midwife. It's a Recall the Midwife recommended product. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So thank you to everyone who messaged in. We always try and read them all. There's some I've got ready for next week as well. So thank you so 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 much. We love it. Yeah. All interaction is amazing. Follow us, rate us, subscribe, like us. It's it's all very very welcome. Oh, well, I I'll say this. I I know Bex and I are not as good with social media. We try to catch as many as we can, but Alex definitely literally reads every single one, and she always is really good to like try to make sure that like we see them as well. And then I know we go in the email and on the Instagram and, and look too but like you guys are just amazing yeah. listeners you guys are just amazing <laughs> <laughs> also I love just like the funny things people say and like the questions they ask and like the opinions they give like the lady who was just like yep I also hate camping okay bye <laughs> <laughs> I love it true though I, love I hate it. camping yeah <laughs> I don't like so- camping Next week, we are watching Series 5, Episode 8. Yeah. Yes. This is the last one before the Christmas special. Is that right? Yes. So if you want to listen along with us, watch it first. It makes it so you understand what we're going on about. And then listen along with us. That would be fantastic. And if you have any questions for us or anything you want us to talk about or anything at all, send it in to us. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Threads. YouTube, yeah, yeah Facebook. Um, there's loads of different Facebook groups out there that we're members of as well. So yeah, just uh, drop us a line. The email. We've got the email. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or any or any podcast platform. Yeah, that you listen. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll see you next week, or you'll hear us. Yeah, definitely. One of the two of those things will happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gone. Bye. Bye. Bye.